welcome to another episode of the school of unlearning so let's introduce ourselves the idea of this uh, unlearning is basically coming from the thought that uh, during the journey of our life we have uh, developed certain belief systems certain assumptions about what we are doing and during the course of journey of what we do as a business person or as an entrepreneur or as an artist or whatever field we are in we learn a lot and we unlearn all our assumptions they don't come true our beliefs changes uh, the idea is to record this so that uh, we can give some learnings to some people who are watching us parish let's start with you let's introduce ourselves a little deeply about you and your belief systems and my what, belief system what <laughs> makes you what you are like there was a song called main aisa kyun hu main aisa kyun hu so i essentially you uh, know if you want to call it professional journey then it's been largely uh, building businesses across the spectrum largely in the media space but many other uh, small and large businesses and and have failed many many times actually so some businesses people know are have worked but many have failed and that's what one doesn't talk about much actually and today we have a chance to talk about that and uh, where i am i'm a true believer in india i think that's the big thing and and i think uh, uh, extremely Uh, happy that our generation my generation specifically our lives completely transformed i think i think where we began uh, and we are I, i don't know how many people are really thankful for it but our lives have transformed and i am a result of that transformation actually that took place in the early 90s in india that from where one thought one would be and where one has arrived i mean really grateful for what has happened and so what what, that, what what changed I think I think the whole opportunity space changed completely after liberalization. I think I think what we were before uh, when I was in the 80s in college, right, late 80s, and what uh, the world looked like and you in India what, looked like. What was your imagination? Every all of my classmates wanted to go abroad. It was like you know there was a whole thing that you know there is nothing to be done here. You go, uh, you finish college here, you go to uh, America, and that's where a life and a career and money and lifestyle is built. essentially but i think once we got hit and remember we got hit badly as a country uh in in the early 90s i don't know in none of you guys have probably experienced no, it i think they have all born 90s yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> none of you guys have experienced so in a sense dida and i'm sure kishore and me have seen waves of this ye ki har baar har thode saal ke baad har 8 10 saal mein india mein kuch hota hai actually that's the way to think about it uh and then uh, i think the way privatization happened and you know suddenly you any sector you take with the two three government companies hoti thi ya license companies hoti thi and suddenly 20 companies mushroomed so i think the demand for talent the salary structures the amount of uh, uh, you know uh, money you could make and the difference you could make and the opportunity you got you know early even how the companies ran and how people treated you uh, and how you were stuck in a hierarchical structure because of the sudden demand uh you suddenly you know you we we blossomed actually and and when i uh see my friends who've gone abroad i mean they've had very different lives from mine but i had a you know you can pack in let's say 50 years experience in 20 i think that's the that's the opportunity that's been given to us so india has been fantastic in a way and i'm saying that seeing that change over and watching that change has has you know made me uh what i am today actually So cool. I'm a product of the luck we've had to be here during that time, actually. Very right. nice, nice. Yeah. Manish, uh, look, professionally, I started Purple about twelve years ago. Um, 
Purple is an online destination for beauty products in India. Uh, I'm a firm believer uh, in the fact that, you know, nothing is impossible. I think uh, another belief that I've always had and obviously it's got nurtured over a period of time is, uh, you know, take a contrarian approach to things. Don't do what everybody else is doing because then you can only be as good as probably your execution. Uh, but if you do something that's quite contrarian to how the world is thinking, then you can probably find pot of gold at the end and you know if you find one pot of gold then you continuously go after finding more pots of gold um, contrary to you know uh, Harish your journey uh, I came into workforce in 2007 like the biggest bull market India had was okay. probably 2003 to 2007 I joined the epitome of bull market I joined Lehman Brothers in 2007 <laughs> um, and then 2008 happened and uh, and obviously I turned entrepreneur in 2011 so that was a blessing yeah, look everything in life has been a blessing mm. I don't I think when something wrong happens to you at that point in time you feel a little bit like mm. worried and bothered but I think in hindsight it's been an One outstanding good night's sleep can solve many problems all yes. you have to do is sleep <laughs> yeah look I mean I think integrity and governance and whatever corporate governance has always been key on my mind. I think we like to serve to investors what we would like to get served when we would be investors. So it's the philosophy we use. Uh, yeah, look, so very, very ambitious on India, very bullish on India. My sense is a lot of companies, almost $100 billion companies each would get created in the next 10 years. And hopefully we can be party to that journey. It'll be awesome. Okay. We have a Ashutosh as a serial, serial entrepreneur. Yeah. Thank you, sir. I think uh, uh, once again, I think to, to you know, both of your points that um, when I looked at India, we look at a little bit of a micro point of view, right, from, from the macro, because most of the things actually start at the, at the very bottom, right? So for us uh, and me, you know, personally, how I look at India is land of opportunities but also a land of brand creation and a lot of exposure to a lot of things which have not been done. I feel that India is where US was probably 12 to 15 years ago. Um, and there is a mass opportunity of creating brands. Uh, and you know, when I say brands, I actually mean brands which can demand premium and not labels who are just branded and you just sell at, uh, at a point of um, probably discounts. Right. So I think uh, what I always wanted to do was build brands uh, which has legacy and value uh, sort of attached to it and a sense of pride for the consumers. And I feel given India is one of the largest consumer markets, I think there is a scope of innovation. And I personally want to bring a lot of innovations uh, and a lot of things that people are very afraid of. So you will see larger kind of companies not do a lot of things because they feel that, you know, there is not enough data to back it up. So I think it takes people like me to probably take that initiative and uh, n not very afraid to fail. And I think that's, that's the kind of philosophy that I actually go with, that it's okay to fail, but keep on trying and uh, do things where people are more scared to do. And, uh, you know, go, go into the un uncharted waters and, uh, you know, learn from that. And I think that's the best way to do it, right? Rather than given a book and say, okay, this is how you're going to make something. I think it's always good to try your own sort of recipes and make the best dish out of, you know, whatever you offered. Yet, Karishma, the 
the humans of mumbai or bombay, bombay. Sorry. <laughs> that has been quite an issue <laughs> in all our lives uh, yeah so i started humans of bombay when i was 21 i was actually straight out of college and uh, uh, i've said this before that all of my friends were either getting a masters or uh, they had like six figure jobs my best friend had uh, landed a job in jp morgan chase at that point uh, but i just didn't know what i wanted to do in life uh, so i think that uh, i just wanted to explore and that has been the the theme and the narrative for 10 years that you just explore and keep finding what what you eventually feel really passionately about um when i started humans of bombay it was simple there was not enough quality content coming out of india uh and when i saw humans of new york and i saw these amazing write ups with beautiful photographs capturing the narratives of so many people in a city like new york i wondered how is it not happening in bombay because bombay is such a world within worlds um so that's what we set out to do i started with one camera uh, i didn't know how to shoot i figured it out on the job uh, i used to always write so that was a plus but everything to do with running a business running essentially now a media house which is we're into different forms of content we're getting into our first live event um has pretty much been learned on the job and uh, I think that when you move from phase to phase uh, of your professional journey, uh, you kind of stumble upon the next thing and the next thing. It's just how you grab that opportunity and how you make the most of it. Um, I feel like I've been given plenty of opportunities to create that space, and uh, yeah, it's going to be ten years of creating non-stop content, and I still love it. So, yeah, it's going Interesting. well. Interesting. So, Manish, what has been your childhood? I mean, what shaped you during childhood? So. why in what made you come into entrepreneurship from a professional line so yeah look uh, i would say i grew up in a lower middle class household in a city called faridabad uh, it's next to delhi my grandparents uh, migrated from pakistan uh, in 1947 they pretty much lost whatever they had in pakistan and they settled in these refugee colonies in faridabad and parts of delhi there was malwa nagar which is also a little bit of that refugee so area so that that story somehow shaped you somewhere yeah look so when i used to talk to my my grand my dada and dadi ji then when i would talk to my neighbor also my neighbor uh, they were also pretty old and uh, this auntie who used to live next to my house she was 4 5 years old when she migrated to india she used to tell me stories of how her brother who used to run a trucking business in pakistan now called pakistan mm. uh, lost everything but he transported a lot of people from pakistan to india in his own trucks and so look my parents upbringing was uh, there was less money at house so you couldn't afford to pay fees to the school even though the fees was probably 25 paise um, so when i was growing up my parents were very keen that so my father has been a government servant he wanted me to be, become a IS officer i mean that was pretty true for many kids who grew Eligible up eligible bachelor <laughs> yeah, right many kids who were born in 70s and 80s i i was born in 80s yeah and uh, you know so for them studies for their children would be the most important thing and they would sacrifice a lot for it i remember uh, there was a coaching institute i wanted to join in 11th standard to prepare for iit je and we didn't have enough money in the family so my mom said i can mortgage my jewelry for you to go to this coaching institute which i was really moved by because i thought this is too much for you to do and at the same time they didn't allow me to pursue cricket so there was a academy opened in faridabad by vijay yadav 
He was an Indian wicket keeper. Yeah. And I was very keen to join it because I used to love playing cricket. But look, that was not to be. And so, uh, bus, you know, 11th standard, 12th standard, I studied. Uh, I used to see uh, some of my relatives who were into business. Uh, I thought they were they had created much more wealth than others, and that in some ways gave birth to you know uh, me becoming an entrepreneur. But look, I was very naive in my view. So when I was at college, this was IIT Delhi. I was studying microwave engineering as part of one of my course, and I wanted to do an internship in microwave in India. So engineering is about cooking, right? No, not cooking. <laughs> the microwave. <laughs> yeah. So. And I wanted to find an internship in microwave technologies in India, and there weren't too many companies in India in microwave. There was Astra Microwave in Hyderabad, and I told my professor, who was very, uh, who's been instrumental in working with APJ Abdul Kalam in India's, you know, nuclear research program, and I told him very naively, you know, uh, I manufacturing facility set up kar sakta hoon gya, and yeah, look, that's fueled my dreams of becoming an entrepreneur. And then when I was in Bombay, after I joined Lehman, and then I worked with uh, Avendus Capital as mm. a uh, on the investment banking side. I used to meet founders every day, and I was deeply inspired by their journeys of you know how these guys were doing things on the ground, uh, how cash flow was more important than P and L, and that sort of fueled my journey into being an entrepreneur. But yeah, look, that's. Sort of long story short of probably seventy years of my grandparents to my parents to me. So, how did your childhood shape you? Or so, I'm again the same story. My parents came from Pakistan actually, oh. and, and they uh, actually we are twice refugees in a way. Mm-hmm. The first time from Pakistan, and then actually my dad went and we set up business in Punjab during mm-hmm. the Punjab problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, while I was just in my tenth grade or something, we actually ran out of com- money. This was completely. in nineteen eighties. Uh, no, so this was in 1984, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 80, yeah, 80s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then we had to actually mm. leave everything in Punjab and come back. But there was nothing. The the business completely shut down, uh, and then we ran out of cash. So it's just pure luck that I had only a fee of 265 rupees. I have the invoice still with me of uh, college uh, per year or per term that I can't remember because the fee doesn't say the term time there. And uh, that's all we could afford. So I, it's pure luck, actually, in, in, and uh, that I managed to get through to IIT Bombay, where I studied. And uh, again, it was not intended. Actually, I was not planning. Somehow, circumstance happened that I managed to give the exam because exam to got postponed in Punjab because riots were on. So somehow, it all worked out that I managed to. Otherwise, life would have been very difficult. Uh, and then, um, and from there, I think, I think the big shaping has been that. Money was always a uh, something one had to. One was thinking of how to earn and how to make the family better off. Actually, one wasn't, you know, it wasn't thinking too much about. Um, I mean, there was no other choice actually. Mm. I, in a sense, I don't know whether uh, and today's generation is very different, but I don't even think. Basi kam karna hai, kuch kamana hai, and how somehow to make sure you provide for the family. It was almost uh, there was no other uh, uh, focus at all. And uh, when I, and one ended up being an engineer also not because I wanted to become right. It's one of those things that in tenth grade you decide to do. So I actually did not want to become one. Mm. And then I didn't do an engineering job for a single day. I decided somewhere I met a, a, a person who's passed out and uh, who passed out before me and had become a salesman at 
a computer company at CL. So I met him in college and I was looking at the guy. I said, this guy is n- not doing any engineering. Mm. Almost, I was bottom of the class, so he was too. But he's talking so brilliantly, doing so well. So I decided very early, I will become a salesman at HCL in my second year, right? In college. Then I didn't do anything in the college. I applied only for one job. I went to them and said, I applied for one job. If you don't give it to me, I'll be jobless. (laughs) So I was lucky. They said, okay, we will give you that job. So I was the only guy they hired that year. Which was this job? I was a salesman and it's a at selling computer. <laughs> I wore a small little 20 rupee tie and walked the streets. I walked all the streets of Bombay actually selling computers till there were holes in my shoes. And, and actually, you know, when you look back, it looks like there was a great plan or something. But no, it was very simple that one didn't have a choice that time. There were no choices to choose what to do from. And therefore, I have essentially developed an idea that I start liking what I do more than doing what I like. I think that's one fundamental difference which I see in my, in my children also today. They want to do what they like and I have learned to say, okay, I will like what I do. interesting point you have made. Eh? Yeah. So I, I, it's just, a, I don't but have is, any, is, any… Is this a difference between a constrained economy where all three of us belong to and, and they belong to an abundant economy? Correct. Now, absolutely. <laughs> I, I think you have choices that, you know, I, yeah, I think that… Like your children also are a part of the abundance. Absolutely. So they have choices. They have the comfort and I'm, I'm hopeful they're grateful for it, but they have the comfort of a backing, right? One, one had to, had nothing on the back, right? You had, you had to fight uh, every battle, uh, you know, live off a suitcase, sleep on the floor, whatever was needed, one had to do. And then one decided mentally that I will just do well and then I like what I do. So essentially, that, that, that's another way to look at life. And therefore, that again takes away all, a lot of pressure as to what has to be done. There is a job, you do it well. And therefore, the whole mental framework is I need to do whatever I do well. I mean, that's the only thing that I would say if you put a philosophy to it. I mean, if you're doing something, it's best to do it well. Otherwise, don't do it kind of thing, I think. You know, this one. Um, so I went to IIT Delhi as well. And... Obviously, you get a little bit of a shock when you first land there because you're not expecting to meet such bright kids. And, and there are some people who I think do really well at IIT. I think their mantra is also very simple. You pick up a course, even if you don't like it, you hate it, you still do well. You know, it's just so much discipline with which how people approach things. It's <laughs> unbelievable. My, my roommate... And so we were interning in Bangalore at a startup called Ithium Systems. It's a, it was a smaller company then, it was, it's now probably big. This was in 2004. And my flatmate was institute rank 1 of IIT Delhi. Every morning he would wake up at 5 and he would go to the roof, uh, like the terrace of the building. Not building, room, like, yeah. you know. And uh, he would study for GRE. And I would wake up probably at 8 o'clock and then we would go to office for our internship and then we would come back home by 7.30, then he would read again. And then on Saturday and Sunday, this was 2004, there was a crossword on Brigade Road. Uh. And he would sit there since 9 a.m. till 9 p.m. and just read books. And one day I was just teasing him and I said, you know, why don't I ask you some questions and let's see how you fare. So I picked up like the weirdest of words that I could ask him about um, and he could answer it all correctly along with how this can be used in a sentence. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know and then when we were leaving bangalore uh, this is the first time we were flying Okay. Because 2004, five, so air deckon started. Uh-huh. And this is the first time I was flying. Because we went by Rajdhani from Delhi to Bangalore. So he said, I can't take air deckon because I have. So he bought 50 books from Crossword. And he must have read 200 during those days. Uh, and he said, I'm going to take a train because it's not going to go to air deckon. You know, this guy got 1600 out of 1600 in GRE. Oh, wow. Like it's unbelievable. Like till fourth year, his GPA was what's nine. He, what, but what's he doing now? He's, he pursued PhD in the US. But you know, like I think this philosophy of because you've picked it up, you do it well. I think I saw it, you know, at like peak capacity at IIT. I was just no, blown away. I, 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 when I met Manish first time, uh, it was a setup meeting by somebody, and Manish came with a list of. 11 12 questions well uh. computerized, well drafted <laughs> out, and reading out one question after the other. Uh, and I find I found it quite quite interesting. Maybe he picked it up then. I must have a good, good impression for <laughs> <on> him. <laughs> so, Karishma, you have been brought up in a what do you call the abundance, and you have not seen shortages as such. No, not we have seen queues, shortages, no. movie tickets in yeah. blacks, and Nothing available in time. Yeah, we. I was so, what do you think about the stories? What do we tell about shortages and? It's fascinating, but the thing is, I've heard so many such stories in my tenure uh, decade. Right now, when they were talking, I was like, I should talk to the neighbor. <laughs> I should get that story. But um, uh, I was born into a obviously in a in a family that hasn't seen all of this. We were given education. We're three sisters. Uh, but my father all has, has had a profound impact on me uh, and both my sisters because the first thing we were taught and we were taught uh, with repetition is that you have to make something of yourself. Uh, there is only that much that we will support you. There's only that much that, uh, um, you know, that will get you that far. But after that, you have to make something of yourself. And uh, it was never about marriage or be dependent on another income provider, you have to make money. And uh, I think that, and I'm born to a Gujarati family, so I've seen business happening around me just growing up. Um, I think that that played a very profound, uh, had a very profound impact on how I viewed the world and what I needed to make of myself. It was important that I made something of myself. It was important that I could be financially independent. It was important that I could stand on my feet without having to ask anybody for anything. And uh, I think a huge part of my journey is having to uh, live up to that uh, expectation. And that it's the same with both my sisters, actually, where we all three of us place a huge amount of importance on independence. Interesting. So, 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 so to the point, right, good Jews, when people say that they have in their blood, right, business in their yeah, blood, yeah. probably to an extent it is true also, right? Yeah. So, so to your point, right, we, us being a product of abundance, to, to, a, to a fact, right, to, to your point, Rish, I'll tell you, it is even more difficult if you're born in an affluent family and then you see the, the downtime. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Because, and that's where I belong to, right? So my, my father has this typical story of four, four brothers and, and a sister living out of a room, same room, mein, ek kitchen, hai, bathroom is bar shared with 10, 10, 10 other uh, you know, families and stuff like that. And he makes himself a great, you know, business person, makes this empire for himself. Five people have five bungalows and they have properties and they have great businesses, they have partners or they deal with people like the Adanis or, uh, you know, stuff like that. We, we live in a society where, where these people are our neighbors, right? And that's what I've seen. So I've, since I've been little, I've, I've always traveled business class. 
Now suddenly in 2002-3, those business class becomes slowly economy, <laughs> right? The things don't go as per plan for, for, for my father, though great brilliant guy, right? And he is my idol even, even till date, right? So, and suddenly in two, two, 2006, there is a plan where, you know, trains are also like a far-fetched dream where, you know, probably you could also think of, you know, traveling via bus. Mm-hmm. Now that is when my peak team is actually coming in where my learnings are now coming firsthand rather than me hearing stories of how things have been done. So that's where uh, your struggle or probably uh, I, would, I would call it my, my personal growth came from, right? Of knowing how he would have done it when they were living in with the five bedroom and not hearing those stories of families bickering to you that our time pe to churi kate bhi nahi the versus me actually trying to experience that first time, right? And that changed a lot of things for me, right? And that made me realize that if I don't do this, I cannot stay where I have got down to today. And I have to bring that back, not only for myself, but this is on my shoulders to bring it back for my family, right? Because they have done everything that they could to give me the education. Now it's my time to actually return. So my sort of a problem had more being of those at a very, very bottom level with the families of how to bring everybody together. Because when there is a problem with money, there are always problems with sort of relationship, right? Mm-hmm. And that starts not only from, from within your family, but your friends and your circle. Suddenly you see a lot of people stop inviting you to a lot of things just because the status has gone down, right? And so I actually come from, I'm, I'm a crop of that kind of, uh, uh, you know, farm where I have seen from the best of the worst and now trying to bring in the best, right? And so everything that I have today, I'm very grateful to. But that's the reason you look at exits of your business? Uh, no, that is one of the reasons, yes. <laughs> not always, not always. Mm-hmm. I, I always feel where, when, when things are going great, right? You always think that this is never going to end. Yeah, because it's a big thing to exit. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, easy absolutely. to exit. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I think yeah, he yeah. has done two exits. Yeah, two <laughs> Out of yeah. three, and maybe he's ready for the third and ready for the fourth. <laughs> no, no, not really, not really. I think, I think the first exit was to prove to myself and to everybody around me that there is value in what I'm doing. The but, second exit. But, but yeah. some, because of that abundance to shortages, you decided to exit in a way. Yeah, yes, you, in a way. Somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in my brain was not that every This time. too shall pass in a way. This head, too right? may yes, pass. Maybe, right? maybe something can go wrong again. Correct, right? correct. Somewhere. So I think let, while there is a chance, let me secure back yeah, that, that comfort and luxury. Do you want to just make sure that you're He's back in business class. Back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back in business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so I think that was the thought process with, with selling the first uh, you know, business. Now it's to prove a point that now I can do a do better job of what and, I've and, been doing and before. Have a longer runway. Have a, have a longer runway in a, in a much larger business without worrying too much about uh, the basic necessities uh, for for me and the family. I think that's where I come from. So I think the biggest thing that's going for India when you compare India to any other country is our family unit has stayed intact, and the family values have stayed intact, and that's not happened anywhere else. One of the biggest things that I think about when you talk about India versus China. You know, we can talk about GDP, we can talk about per capita income, but the reality is that our family unit is much, much more at an at a atomic level, so much more powerful that China will ever have. They have a challenge actually. Women are not getting married to, uh, today, they are not having children. Whereas in India, the family unit is staying intact, our divorce rates, you know, they are up from before, but they are not. The family still But sir, do you think that is also holding us back in, in a way? Because, yes, yes. I, I, right? No, no, because so there is, there is the outer counterpoint that the women are not entering the... Uh, workforce in a sense. No, you are absolutely right. So, so sir, here is the thing, right? What, what I've noticed is there is so much of uh, sort of in, indirect uh, fear which has been installed into people. Yes. That bade ho ki yehi karna hai, yehi banna hai, this is how your life should be and, and, and by the time you are a certain age, you should have a certain amount of saving. 
Now, to live example, I was out with a friend, a very good friend who has two, two kids, who is young, right, and, and wanted to do something. He was on the edge of almost leaving the company and starting on his own, right. What happened was, father-in-law called. <laughs> I have to talk to you about something. Two hours of lectures, this, that, you know, installing more fear that if you leave your the current job. for stability. <laughs> correct, that, right. That's ingrained in the, in the family because we've come through right. hard times. Yeah. So, when he, when he came back, same thing happened with the wife, right. Then when he uh, went to talk to his mom, dad, his, his mom was like, nahi, nahi, ye, ye nahi kar sakte, wo nahi kar sakte. Dad is like, kar beta, I am there, right. Then he has brothers. Brothers both are also employed. They are like, why do you want to do this? You are also risking not only your life, but also your children's life. So suddenly, while he was thing. on the edge of, he was just about to take the leap, he was being pulled back. Yeah. Now this is what I was talking about when I was when talking about the family, right. Yeah. And what does he do now? Does yeah. he take the plunge? Does he not take the what plunge? What did he do? Well, we are yet to find out. It's <laughs> still ongoing. But you could have inspired him. You are a role model. No, no, so, no, no. So because of me, that plunge was coming. But but there is there are five other factors pulling him back, pulling right? Back. So so that's a friendship. I, I, I think this conversation like this probably can help people like them to yeah, take yeah. the plunge. Yeah. 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 Because, because I think I think I what think can be the worst is what people need to first take a decision on. Kya hoga? Yeah. I mean. That as comfort has to go away. Hand right? and comfort. feet are working and you are able to apply your mind and do, deliver some value to somebody, you can come back and do a job. But I think the bigger thing is the stigma of failure needs to go away. Correct. Yeah, Correct. We have a story. In fact, one should say that usne koshish to kiya. But when people around you are still not only not supporting you, no, but they should look at Karishma's example, three girls all want yes, to work very, independent. Very, because remember that generation has had Manish took a plunge from being a banker to an entrepreneur. It's a big plunge. So. But you're correct in that sense that the, and I was thinking about it when you were talking, is that the family does desire for stability. Yeah. yeah. It instills it in. But uh, Harish, there are also but stories. But I, so escape well. velocity is the challenge, which I think comes from outside now. People oh. are pulling people. When they see people like you, they say, okay, we should also yeah. do but it. But I have a very but simple internal, thesis. There's no push out, ki ja ke kar lo. Yeah, Manish is saying something. I have yeah. a very simple thesis. Don't talk to too many people. Just jump. But as an entrepreneur, you have to avoid noise for all these years. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, for yeah. 10, 11 years, I have not read a newspaper. Yeah. Mm, but like, here's the thing, right? How old were you when you started up? 27. Right? Nee, nee, but, but also remember, we are unique cases. See, you're yeah. we are from IIT Delhi. Okay. Remember, I used to always say, I have taken many risks in my life. What mm. did I say? I will not be on the street. Mm. That may not hold true for many people. Yeah, see, that's yeah, the big point. difference. Remember that education in India is see, so Saraswati ka value Lakshmi se jada hai, thankfully, aaj bhi. So, aaj bhi education qualification, that's why you see parents all over but the country. You know, spend, I, I still don't see many IITians not, also no, no, doing I know, it. I know, I know <laughs> but I agree with you that, but, but I'm saying somewhere, remember that when you're really not having all the, you should see what's the worst can happen should be thought through by a person. And then take the plunge. Mm. And I agree with this point that if you listen to more people, then you will not be confused. See, one of the biggest things that an entrepreneur should have is one single thing, is clarity. Yeah. See, everything else follows later. If you have clarity of purpose and what you want to do, then everything forms around it. But the biggest failures you see also are because there is lack of clarity. So, do you think, do you think that, that the clarity blurs as the age also increases? Right, the clarity that you had 27, probably you wouldn't have done this if you were 37. I, don't I didn't have clarity, Does man. That, I just wanted no, to no, do it. Do. Yeah. No, clarity about doing it. No, no, doing it. Clarity about doing it. What to do is a 
So I don't know saying, that. But, but like, right, because what if what if you had kids, right? And you had a steady income, you had stable. Would you still think the same? Is is where the point comes? Look, my mom sometimes. thought I was not marriageable because <laughs> I was making ten thousand rupees a month. <laughs> no, but so, it's correct. See, moment you have family and kids, your 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 desire for desire also of the need for financial stability. I'll call it. I won't call it desire even because there's yeah. need. Mm-hmm. There's because need. what is the big thing that we're ingrained in you that you have to make sure your kids are educated well. Yeah. The cost of education are not going down. If you look at it disproportionately high. Yeah. Yes. Disproportionately high as a percentage of our income, education all over the world has become disproportionately high. So what so are the what Karishma? What are the stories you have grown up in in terms of entrepreneurs? Now are stories not being told of entrepreneurs? Now yeah. the stories have started. But this is true, na? Look, cam ki filmen banti hai, lekin founders ki nahi banti. Okay, but they are not banti hai. So there are reasons. I'll tell you there are reasons. Okay. So Karishma is recording a lot of stories. Yeah. So so the question is about my childhood or no, what I grew up. What, with? No, what are the stories, stories you have seen? Oh, right what now? are the stories no. you all have grown up with? What's entrepreneur stories? Like it's uh, unbelievable. I feel like uh, especially during COVID, the amount of people who have started and taken that plan simply because they don't have jobs. So now uh, the even the um, gender um, roles kind of uh, reversed because uh, men had lost their jobs. So women have started selling. Hair oil to pickle to yes. all of these different things and putting it on social media. The yeah. one thing that you absolutely cannot discount parallelly happening in the past 10-15 years in India is the fact that you have the power to create your own brand just by having a cell phone. And it is very possible there are people who earn millions of dollars by uploading videos and selling product as a result of that. Uh, uh, we we told the story of this 80-year-old couple who during lockdown have uh, just started experimenting with different kind of herbs and come up with a hair oil that actually makes your hair grow. And while that happens, because the man was like, I was losing too much hair, my wife was not happy. Mm-hmm. So I was experimenting, made it. And they started selling out inventory 2-3 lakhs a month during mm-hmm. COVID. And uh, uh, they come, they, they're not from a tier 1 city. They, they were, I forget exactly where. But uh, I feel like... Um, the uh, balance also moved during COVID for entrepreneurship at least, where more people were like, okay, you know what, like the job security is gone for a certain segment of people or like you're taking massive pay cuts. Uh, entrepreneurship is not that bad. Uh, even, the, even the youth, uh, so many people started creating things from home just because it, like, to call it blankly, they were bored. There was nothing to do. But that's done now. COVID is done. But, we have but made... COVID, Online businesses took off because offline got shut. But I think that impetus got withdrawn last year. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. true. Yeah. But I think the entrepreneurship started. Came in. Yeah, but, came in. Yeah, but the habit was, was built, right? But also that if this person could do it, I can do it. That's important to see and mirror, right? Like more people in your society are taking on entrepreneurship. That's also an important message because it's something that was looked up, looked down upon as an unsafe option, an unstable option. So if you look at it in your networks, in your circles, you feel like, okay, I can do it, I can be it. And that shift is very important to drive more entrepreneurship. Good. So what are the religious belief system you have grown up with? Religious sure. beliefs? Yeah. <laughs> Young generation, you would love to understand this. Yeah. Uh, wow, I was not expecting that question. So um, uh, we, we believe in Vaishnava Devi, actually. Hmm. And uh, I believe in Krishna now, like in the present. That, that's just... How, it is. So how that beliefs have shaped you up, or and my father is a like he's a religious man to the point where like he goes to the Siddhi Vinayak Arti at 4 a.m. every morning till wow. date for the past like 
philosophy in the world so i i don't call it a religion it's a philosophy where i think the basic tenet is do no harm at the first at the very basic level and i think whether you eat meat don't eat meat whether you go to temple or not go to temple whether you whether you, there is a certain way you are and that's what defines a hindu not not the ritual but the way you look at the world and the way you treat others and how do you expect to be treated i think that that is what has formed me so i i'm not I am happy to go into a church, a temple, a masjid, whatever it is, because my sense is that none of these question my Hinduism, and my Hinduism is so uh, deep that it starts from somewhere that says do no harm first. I mean that's the that's the basic thing that we. I believe that all Hindus, all Hinduism, all forms, and all our multi-million gods are are have taught us, and that needs to stay intact. And I don't think that you know defining it. is the most undefined thing it's a way of life so i i believe that 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 way of life is the is what holds me together so i don't think hinduism is a religion as much as a way of life and a philosophy interesting manish what are the beliefs i'm not in? very religious hmm. yeah, yeah i mean my parents are so 
my you would mom, have seen it all around yeah 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 so i mean my dad uh, like is a devout hindu my mom used to mix between sikhism and hinduism so i've been to gurdwaras quite a lot i still go to them because they're very peaceful but uh, uh, but they would have shaped you in some way being good what is the difference between good and pap and punya good and evil you know yeah. not much i mean i have no? not been religious <laughs> like i have not been much religious at all like mm. and at home also it's not been like too much i mean it's no it's, no leave the ritual from the feeling i think that's yeah. the yeah. 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 i think the ritual is not needed yeah hmm. see even i mean if you are like sikh i am also my my family because sindhis we hmm. have also go to the gurdwara actually hmm. in asbe so it's amazing that that's actually another philosophy only sikhism is not a religion it's yeah. a, again a way of life of how to be how to do seva You it know? gives you a specific feeling of yeah, protection. So it- like I recently, I moved out. Uh, I live by myself now, and I was very shocked that over uh, like two three months, I started feeling very like restless. And then I put this Krishna and Radha murti near my uh, near my bed, and every morning I light one agarbatti, and I was shocked at this behavior because if you told <laughs> me this, I would just be like, this is not me. But it just gives me a sense of peace early in the morning. or safety and i don't know i can't explain it i'm not a i don't think i'm a religious person but i do this so i think it's a feeling or it's the habit or i don't know you know the sense of smell that takes you back to when you were a child and you were told to pray you know i think the the i would say the art of giving uh, yeah. to yeah. me that's very important so every time i would go to bangla sahib gurdwara in in delhi i would be amazed at how everyone really serves yeah. right yeah, yeah. um I live in Pawai there are two gurdwaras there so every year on gurpurab we go and donate a lot of stuff we go and serve people but, but that's what i'm saying yeah, that's yeah, what i'm asking yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not about uh, rituals it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's not about rituals yeah, yeah. because no i think and for, i think that's the, that's what we are blessed to be if we are hindu that the ritual is not defining yes. what you feel. i think for, for I think all of the, us that's the ultimate what? ultimate place where a religion or a spirituality can live where a ritual doesn't define you so i think for for all of us what i feel is some of our moral ethics and values actually come from uh, how we have been brought up with with the religion right because some were ke ye galat hai and some were like pap lagega mm-hmm. both were injected into us saying ke both are wrong right so don't do it now in certain ways when you become of age you then actually understand that morally also that is wrong so you shouldn't do yeah. it not because the religion is saying is because religion is always for the good is why it was made in the first place right so i think that's how so i think, think the moral compass is implanted implanted yeah. i think that's the way to think about it yeah. that yeah. we the moral compass is what's being put in not yeah. whether you go to this temple or this yeah. or this correct and that's how it shapes so manish you. manish made a interesting point in the beginning wherein he talked about some models of governance i want to be as transparent as this yes. integrity thing said yeah. it's a it's not a perfect absolutely a perfect world and yes. secondly in in our indian society we are born with something called subjective truth yes the truth is always subjective based on context yeah. yes so and how, convenience thoda that's what i'm saying and uh, <laughs> whenever i meet manish or speak to him i find him to be a perfectionist in a way he wants things his way very articulate very much detail oriented and uh, but we live in a world which is so imperfect So how do you how do you blend this? Because subjective truth is still truth, mm. and it's contextual. Every truth mm. is contextual. So how mm. can it be absolute the way you mm. want it? Yeah. Mm. Uh, 
Look, I think from that integrity point of view, I think no, integrity yeah, is fair enough. Yeah, Every, yeah. It's 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 fully absolute. Hmm. What about other things? I mean, look, I think I would love to treat people how I would love to be treated. I think that's a way I look at it in life, and so. But you know, I also think that there are lots of places where there are just conflicts of interest, and it's hard to trust people when. even though they might be very nice to you but there is some conflict of interest um uh so i think you know truth is obviously subjective i think these people that i am talking to who have conflict of interest with me will try to be as truthful to me as possible but at the end of the day they are still getting influenced by that conflict of interest like just yesterday i was speaking to a founder who wanted to sell his company and um, i also spoke to one of the investors in the same company and the investor said you know great things about the company <laughs> because probably he wanted to exit yeah. <laughs> and the the founder actually told me a very different story so and i know this investor also really well for many years now so i like i don't get offended by it i just think everybody is operating with a little bit of that conflict of interest in their mind where there's this self interest yeah. you know like uh, while i think that self interest was very small and that should not influence your relationship with me but in many ways i think it's just like if i were in their shoes would i have behaved differently maybe the answer is no or maybe the answer is yes i don't know so i think it's very contextual you know like yeah that's it, what it, we call yeah. we are a bundle integrity? of biases by the way <laughs> no, in the last yeah, complex yeah. bundle of biases <laughs> yeah. हमें that's a that's that's an art like of manipulation that certain people operate on yeah. or somebody's been downright bad to you and it's then your integrity comes manish will give you an absolute answer <laughs> i think just uh, like um, like i have seen this in the last two years once in a very big way and and that particular situation we just really move to the next orbit and just sideline that person in 10 minutes right like there was somebody who was doing this at one of the orgs that we were acquiring and and was not being truthful to us at all uh, something else was being spoken while something else was being discussed and one night i just all four of us sat together and we said 10 minutes we will sideline this person and just move forward in mm-hmm. life so i think once you are very sure of the fact that somebody is being willfully you know like lying to you then i think you just move very fast and even if this person is many years senior to you it doesn't really matter in life like you know just i mean it's a little uncomfortable situation yeah but yeah. look you have to do it and i think it was the right thing to do and the next morning we just took full control hmm. so in my space you these people are not people you talk to across the table hmm. they are it's just online on digital right hmm. like where nasty things are said about like the trolls <laughs> yes. you're talking about not just like exaggerated trolls right. you know okay. where they're like out to get you but they ignore, yeah. ignore like yeah. i mean 99% of people who complain to me on twitter about 
purple service are actually trying to defraud us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like 99 percent. That's an interesting point. Yeah. Yeah, because ninety nine percent, and the language they will use is full of expletives. Yeah. Um, they will attack me on my Facebook. Mm. They will attack my wife on her Facebook <laughs> channel. Do you think? Do you think there is a value of a EQ versus IQ here also? Even though you know this, right? Your EQ quotient may be a little high to not really ignore it completely and still get hit by it a little bit. Yeah. And I think that's what she's yeah, talking like about in the way, right? It's impossible because sometimes you're like you're human. You know, you're yeah. just like, oh my god, but how do, can you be so nasty? But just don't look at your phone through the day. Like, <laughs> yeah. just keep it aside. Yeah, for, yeah, for that, she 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 has to be brutal, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. like it just shouldn't matter. My business is on my phone. <laughs> so that's that's what one has to learn from Manish. Yeah. Yeah. So he's one entrepreneur I, no, so, who. Who has not read newspapers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have switched. Like the last time I read a long article, and that was about future consumer 2.0. It's a very interesting story. <laughs> I'll probably tell some other time. But, um, but yeah, look, you just yeah. you just shut away. I read yeah, this like, somewhere that the the best way to kill something is to just not give it energy. Absolutely. Like you shut it out. Don't talk about just it. Just white so noise. You know, yeah, white, white noise it out. So That's you know it. this. So why did you ask him? No, because it's so hard to actually execute. Because if you're in this space and a 24/7 just dealing, you know, like we've had like two, three months where every every Thursday, Friday, just around the weekend, something is going wrong, and we're like firefighting. You don't want to be in firefight. You want to you want to create. You want to build. Uh, but you're you're dealing with people saying negative things or you know like. But you know, I would like if I were to reflect on myself, my days are so intense. I have no time for this. <laughs> like absolutely, like I'm looking at my phone at probably eight in the night, and I'm like, "Chhodna abhi to subeh ka post kya hua hai kisi ne? Abhi correspond karke abhi kya fayda hai?" So and people yeah. will do all this. I mean, there's no there's no getting away from it. And I mean, his office has been bad. Is created yeah, a tool for people to hit people yeah. <laughs> from far with no st- no skin in the game at all. Yeah. You can just just do say whatever you want. It's Your just so you, offices have actually been hit. Yeah, yeah actually been hit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, how have you thought about categories here? Yeah? मतलब you have got the right categories at the right time. मतलब you you started with the first company Beardo, right? Oh yes, yes. That was during when Virat Kohli started sporting a beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just around that time when I also used to have a beard, right? So I think most of the solutions come from your own own sort of problem, right? That's that's one way to look at it. But the other but way that's is very, that's very well said. It's good for writing a story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but the actual <laughs> thing is this, right? That uh, what what we have learned is this: if you know how to sell, you can sell anything. The focus for us was this: that whatever I'm going to do, I want to be number one in that. I'm not doing something to be number two. And to become number one, you should know what number two, three, four are doing wrong, right? So that you don't repeat those mistakes. And and secondly, there is nothing called too cluttered market in India. That yeah, is something yeah. that I've seen. If you do it right, if you know what you're doing, and if you know that you are hitting your consumers right, I think you can top everybody else. So that is how we 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 are just increasing the size of market that we are in. So when we are at Beardo, the whole men's grooming was probably six, seven thousand crore. Then when we went. Uh, Into sort of perfumes, which was more like a hobby, that was also ten to twelve thousand crores. I said this can be a lakh plus crore market size, and let's try to do it there. That's how Rene came into picture. That if we are able to take over, but how did you understand the consumers? Were you married that time? Woman around you? How did you learn? No, not really. I think uh, uh, there are a lot of consumers around, a lot of friends, families around, right? Uh, and also this this whole journey, right? Like I said, of being the top notch user versus being a very mass brand user. Gave me that whole kind of a delta of how so people think. So tell us how Beardo began. I mean, where did you get the idea that I need to launch this kind of business? No, uh, so so I think here here was the thing, right? Yeah. So we were very clear. Um, 
is when you want to get into a category, you have to define your niche. And that niche opens a gate which can then flood and go into multiple other categories. I can't just come in and say, okay, my face wash, lelo, this is a men's grooming brand and my face wash is better than already that 100 crore face wash which is already selling. Right? So there has to be a pick point here. And the picking point for us was beards. Because beards and men go together. Macho-ness, that manliness, right? A sort of language that you can speak to your consumers, at least most of India, right? Yeah. And that you have to find that key to your consumer's heart and see how you can speak to them. That is how brands are created. Product companies are very But brand creation only can happen if you can speak to your consumer right in a, in a, in a true language. That's how Beardo came into picture. And what did you learn about brand, uh, creation of a brand? How do you do, you know, what do you mean by brand beyond a label? So how do you look at a brand there? I feel this, this comes from more of a gut and that gut comes from a lot of experience. Mm. Uh, of looking into yourself of why do you want something, right? For an example, uh, the watch watch industry today, right? After just, just after COVID, like the Rolex, the Partex and the APs are not available. Whereas all the other watch brands are available. Suddenly there is a lot of demand. Why is that, right? So there is a level of aspiration that you have to create for somebody to want you, right? And that, that bridge is, is where the brand is created. So how did you learn that? Oh, learn, learn? No, learn, learning came as, as, we, uh, as mm. we went on, I think. I think mm. that, was, that was a process uh, mm. right? rather than taking some key... But you would have studied some brands? Not really. Not really. No. Because I think what happened was, in India, there was not a lot of abundance of brands. Those are all legacies. And legacy for me, may be a brand today, but may not be relevant tomorrow also. Because they have come from such a long time that they have kept on changing. That is why they are surviving today. I feel that brand creation today is a very different story than that used to be 20-30 years ago. And hence, a lot of brands that I saw were more uh, Western. And Western brand comparison to Indian markets is absolutely unfair. Mm. And I think that is what a lot of people do. And I try to restrain or, uh, you know, refrain from getting into that. Sort no, of yeah, exactly. You see, Western markets, I mean, where we learn all branding from is America. America is a homogeneous market, largely. Or two, three large segments. India is 100 small, small markets. That's one of the challenges we have. We have small markets, but... Clearly, if the segment we are under under branded in a sense, yeah, yeah. So you can create ideas and brands for segments of the audience which are all heterogeneous. There yeah. is no homogeneity here. Yeah. So to your point, right? Learning also comes from what the consumer is giving you feedback. Whether we are hitting them right, whether whether they are understanding what we are trying to do, and if they tell you the answer that you want to listen, I think that's the brand in creating. I think that's so for me, branding learn process was more like a four or five year process, and now we can do that. So how did you get easy. feedback? From people, I mean, we used to we used to go and stand in the stores, sit sit in salons for three to four hours, right? So mm-hmm. so to your point, sir, uh, of earned learning, right? We were told that distribution to GT may hi hoga, right? Empty may hi hoga, but we said no. Why? So because we did not know how to do it, we went to salons because men normally go to salons at least once or twice a month. Wo GT store mein jata hai, kahin pe store pe jata hai, jata hai. That that we don't know, but salon mein zarur jata hai. Mm-hmm. And men were loyalist in a certain way of using products, right? Always. So we uh, we have to be always told or sort of referred to that you use this. Which college did you study? I studied in SM Patel. Uh, there's, a, there's a college in Ahmedabad, amazing college. And then I did my postgrad from Brunel University, London. Good. Yes. Uh, a, a, a very different, I think none of what I've learned actually comes into play when, when you're talking to, when you're dealing with distributors offline and you know you are a legend in this, right? So <laughs> I'm sure you're the best example for that. But interesting, he's making all the points which are so... So much in tune or so much relevant today. Hmm. And he, you created, you got a lot of celebrities working with you. Yeah, yeah, like a lot. I have always felt that one face cannot be your brand identity. A brand is always bigger than one face, right? So you always have to work with relevant faces in the relevant time period. 
पिक्चर आ रही है ठीक है सम 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 गाइज अ ग्रेट सॉर्ट ऑफ सेलिब्रिटी बट द रेलिवेंस ऑफ देम बींग ग्रेट इज ओनली फॉर दोस थ्री और सिक्स मंथ्स टिल द मूवीज आउट देर वंस दैट पास इज अवे यू कैन जस्ट रिलाई ऑन दैट पर्टिकुलर फेस और आइडेंटिटी यू हैव टू मूव ऑन एंड यू हैव टू कीप डूइंग दिस चर्निंग फेसिस सो दैट मोर एंड मोर पीपल कैन बी रीच इन दोज टाइम पीरियड एंड दैट इज वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट मनीष यू आर यूजिंग नॉट ऑफ फेसिस एंड यू अक्वायर्ड फेसिस आल्सो सो लॉट ऑफ सेलिब्रिटीज एंड यार लुक आई थिंक Uh, I have a slightly different view on this. I think trust with celebrities is at an all-time low, right? Uh, at least in categories that I deal with. Uh, I think trust with regular human beings is on social media. People you can relate to is probably at an all-time high. I think content posted by humans of Bombay will be treated with more trust than probably content posted by you know some Bollywood <coughs> celebrity. You have to be very careful with who you choose. Um, yeah, look. So I'm not big fan of it. We work with two two people. Uh, I think to your earlier thing on brand. I think you know brand is this fuzzy feeling about a label or a product, which goes beyond the usability of that product. Like there is something you just like about it. You're not really sure as a consumer what you like about it. Like I like humans of Bombay. I'm not sure what I like about it. I've read few stories, um, or uh, you know, but you can't really articulate like, it. Articulate it's, it's, it. Like it's very hard to tell why you like it. Um, there was a brand we invested and bought in 2020. It's called Carnizi. Um, we just loved the brand. It was very small at that point in time. If you walk around in our office and you ask anybody, like beyond the product. they don't know what to say but they will just say you know i think this is the best thing we've created so far so i think you know and i think the other point on how do you meet your consumers or how do you learn or get feedback you know today data is your best help so yeah. you can get granular level data on andhra telangana kerala karnataka tamil nadu you know maybe even deeper level data on what's getting searched in mysore and what people in mysore are talking about you so you know the more and more you can capitalize on that data um, the more feedback you can get and gives you uh, freedom to experiment also right you can so, discover and look things. india is many indias yeah, i mean yeah. un, you know like like i grew up in north it's called amla retha and shikhakai but in andhra it's called kunkadkai mm. in in kerala hibiscus is called chembaratti mm. and i used to feel like you know i was talking to a consumer in northeast and i asked her which are your top 3 categories i don't think it will be the top 3 for us mm. so sunscreen mm. post sun care post sun okay and hair color <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's interesting yeah. i was like this is so different yeah and i asked her आप कौन से फेस्टिवल सेलिब्रेट करते हो मी बीइंग यू नो रेज्ड इन नॉर्थ इंडिया ग्रोइंग अप इन बॉम्बे दिवाली बड़ा है क्या सेड नहीं न्यू ईयर और क्रिसमस बड़ा है तो हम 15 नवंबर से शॉपिंग करते हैं अपनी आई एम लाइक दिस वर्ल्ड इज सो डिफरेंट सो इंडिया इज मेनी इंडिया कंट्री ऑफ सेवन मेजर रिलीजन सिक्स कास्ट एंड सब कास्ट 29 states 1.4 billion people it, you can get more heterogeneous than yeah, this yeah, yeah. but yeah. that 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 actually makes it even more difficult and a much challenging task to create a brand 
Because then you are talking to different people in a very different style. But at least another way to start is that at least you have a ready audience if yeah. you can hit them. Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So both, both parts of, of the game. Absolutely. Scaling becomes a challenge, but starting is not as difficult right, probably. Right. No, but 200-500 crore ka to ek do state mein bana sakte hain. And all our festivals are around consumption and we yeah. celebrate 72 major festivals in this country. 72 major festivals. Yeah, yeah. So, no, we are living, I mean, as I say, every day you should be grateful you are living in this fascinating yeah. journey of this country. It's absolutely fascinating. So, you have dealt All with a lot of celebrities and... <laughs> 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 this smile is telling something, but anyway. <laughs> so, in, it was the nature of your business. So, how do you deal with celebrities and how do you make them work and make them influence people to buy or consume? So, so, you know, I, I have actually, my learning, unlearning is I've spent life in broadcast business. So, everything was about that if you do the product right, everything else will work, right? If you see, if you make Oppenheimer or you make a great movie, you do the right thing at the center of the business and then everything will, because the consumption was very easy, frictionless, go to theater, go to OTT, whatever. So, you have to get the script right, product right, cast right, all that, right? So, everything is central. But when you go into other businesses, absolutely the reverse. You're, if every part of that journey, distribution, what's happening at the ground, what do consumers do, it's all, all, all starts mattering more and more. It's not just the one thing that builds it. So I think for me, the biggest thing has been that from a central idea being perfect to getting, you know, 20 things right is how a business becomes successful. So it's the execution at every level that, Makes a difference. Which no, but I think abhi distribution is very democratized. Ho hmm. I mean, like. online, kar rahe ho, but I'm saying online also hmm. has gone through its journey of pain, right? Sure. You've seen how much, uh, how, how much, how many billions have been lost hmm. in getting execution right hmm. in uh, online. So, and it's still happening. Huh? It's still happening. It's still yeah. happening. But I'm saying, remember that the amount of money and investment that's gone to getting that right, and that much money not gone into retail trade actually. Right? It's how much money has gone into getting delivery. I know, I know we are enjoying the fruits of that. So, the, the, the good thing about technology businesses, which was not there in traditional business was, you couldn't build a business on top of another business. See, I think that's the fundamental difference between a digital business and old business. You can build your payment on top of Razorpay. Mm. All the work that Razorpay has done is available to you to build on. Mm. Right? I'm just giving one example. Mm. So, I think that collaboration that you can sit on top of other people's effort. Mm. You're sitting on top of, let's say, Shiprocket's effort mm. or Delivery's effort, mm. then Razorpay's effort, mm. then Shopify's interface, right? Mm. That is the most fascinating thing for the future. That's why you and I are wired in the old DNA. And the young people today have the ability to pull together businesses. Yeah, so we can do plug and play. Plug and play, yeah, right? Yeah. That's the fantastic thing. So, your entire effort can be put on the idea which mm. you want to form. Yeah. The rest of the infrastructure no, is that's all available people, that's on people, tap. That's where people like Ashutosh can build so many yeah, things. Absolutely. And <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thanks to you guys, of course. It's <laughs> available on tap. Imagine the most sophisticated <laughs> payment system in the world is available with NPCI, UPI. Right? Yeah. You have the most sophisticated delivery tracking systems are available, the most efficient CRM systems available. In our times, we've had to build each element ourselves. Right. You can hire a fresh desk to this, do this job. You can hire a razor pay to do this job. You can hire a... Uh, cloud service to do this job. I mean, it's the ultimate time of creation and I'm, and, I, and re remember that India again is going to lead in the next few decades on this front because the market is there. We have not penetrated fully on the consumption front. We are not saturated. 
and young people like you know how to use mobile technology more than the americans even actually so manish how can we let the how can we make a category grow and consumption grow in the country i think content is content. a big driver absolutely we have somebody on content yeah. there yeah <laughs> like my view i mean we don't know these numbers fully uh, uh, but my sense is uh, youtube's mau would be like 600 million people in yeah, india yeah. yeah right like so anybody who can consume remotely consume anything in india is watching youtube and the cost of reaching them is zero yeah the cost of reaching them is just cost of content production mm-hmm. largely um and through a long form content you can actually educate people a lot uh like i'll tell you when we started in 2011 december uh, blushes didn't exist as a category mascara was like very new to india uh, highlighters were not there in india there was nothing called you know so so many of these categories scalp serum yeah. none of this existed yeah. i mean in india probably face washes entered in 2003 so i'm saying today with content consumption at your fingertips uh you know like you can build demands in and build categories that erstwhile didn't didn't exist at all i mean i mean that's very very clear and i think to your point it's a time you know it's the time of lifetime of building in india where i think you know so many of these confluences are happening, happening where i think india has had political stability we've had obviously technology advancement which is reasonably unparalleled and i think at some level you know on the societal side also i feel that you know our average number of kids born in a family are now just two or maybe little less than two you know, we have more money to feed our children than we had probably 20 30 years ago so there is lot more consumption that's going to happen in this country i always hope so i've always been a little disappointed you know in the past Uchata, 20 Uchata. years Uchata. but <laughs> there is yeah. no straight line in yeah there is no story. straight line yeah. but you know i think it's a great time <laughs> to no, be building in point, india right i'll i'll also tell you for for probably the old guns right like you guys i think there was sort old of guns. En- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the enablement was always there yes right? peers peers <laughs> no so probably after after freedom so, so from 70s 80s i think there was enough opportunity for even you to build right so there was enabling happening since the 70s 80s so today what you feel is probably easy for us in our time is just enabling so for yeah. you guys also must have happened right no 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 what so i think in our time it was very difficult to be very really? like harish was saying like people. we have to build our own logistic company Everything. we thought we have to give credit that time credit was not given to the consumers we thought we have to build a consumer credit company so we had to build everything on our own exactly the programs to everything there was frankly, nothing frankly the fact is that our disposable incomes i mean i see we don't see there in there we have all the data in private companies but very not so good data available publicly actually but if you look at a family even if they have two children and they get up and they're living together in a small house and let's say this is a lower middle class family two kids let's say even become take up jobs at 20000 25000 rupees a month the disposed and they stay still at home the disposable income of the family disposable suppose they were saving let's say 10000 suddenly the saving changes to 40000 rupees a yes month. yeah so i think what you're seeing now is an impact of some of these other things that are not being actually you know data is unavailable and we are not in doing enough surveys but at some level what you are seeing outside us and all the growth that we are seeing is a function also of the disposable income change and that's when you get money to put the highlighter and the mascaras and your no i have a, i have a view, i have a view on this disposable income harish yeah. it's a very we did some work around understanding india and the consumption pattern of india and the people who consume value added products 
and the study came out that there are 30 million households which consume value added products in the country mm. what you i used to call india one mm. correct the people who have anybody who has some domestic help to live their life better correct this 30 million households is also divided into three parts one is something like exactly like a singapore 65 to 70 lakh people they consume like singapore per GD, per capita gdp is like singapore. singapore the another 3 3 and 1/2 crore people is like poland very similar to that and third the big chunk of people out of the 12 crores around 8 crores maybe around 10 crores is something like uh, what you call mexico mm. and the consumption pattern is again fueled by what you call credit now because personal credit has in, in, improved, improved huge, a lot dramatically gone and our yeah. savings rate have dropped below 10% Drop, yeah. so it's not the savings which is driving mm. consumption it is credit which is driving consumption at this moment yeah. the aspirations of this mexico people is rising a lot and they don't have enough money to spend so they are borrowing and they are borrowing and spending and then working hard to pay it back working hard to pay to it pay back, back and they are working hard to pay it back yeah working hard to pay it back yeah. that's the reality I mean, that's how so india is many indias within india and then there is the other lot of then there is a the huge population which are com, which are buying commodity plus some value addition plus some value addition plus some value addition so this value added economy is happening in one part of india which is around 30 million households and that also from no, mexico again coming back to my idea was that at the family level because the if the incremental income that comes to the house and the kids are staying at home remember that that's what i my are, context but there is so much of other expenditure which is going up huh. the entertainment as an expense no, the, gone up, the travel as an expense money is coming in extra to that family that family is buying the next but thing, the aspir- buying the next but, ceiling but the aspirations are rising much much faster for the young people for the young people the like karishma has moved into her own house Yeah, yeah. No, not at this segment of society, of course. But she belongs. She belongs to Singapore. <laughs> belongs to Singapore. <laughs> so, what made you move into your own house? Independence. What is that independence? Why? Why were the What were their parents no, stopping no, you from doing? No, no. Another thing we stopped just like uh, I, there's a lot of production stuff going on in my house all the time. Like there's like hair, there's makeup, there's stylists, there's people just in and out. Maybe for just, that reason. Yeah, I just wanted my own space, and I wanted to. Uh, like I, I i didn't want to still be like i i know this is not a bad thing but like i i felt almost like i was like reloading because i'm not paying then i'm not paying for like groceries i'm not paying for like I'm reloading like, with three helicopters yeah, like i couldn't do it i was just like i need to pay my bills like i just you know i need to this has to happen in a structured way hmm. very interesting so what do you feel about independence what what is that kind I, of independence i think you want it's to? absolutely necessary right uh, for your own growth but uh, with me what happened was when i actually wanted to move out there is no acceptance with the parents hmm. like chhod ke ja raha hai ab hamari umar hui hai jab tum chhode the to samara right acceptance right number 1 no, no, that that, that was concern. not there but i was like right and then second is uh, that thoda privacy right yeah. uh, come of age ye wo we have a circle family stuff like that What is privacy? You have your door. हमारे तो दरवाजे भी नहीं होते. That's how it starts, right? और दरवाजे भी नहीं होते. अब तो एक रूम में रहते. I was like, it, it's difficult to, you know, explain them. But I think it's also important. Uh, See, also remember that the the, the 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 parental generation also needs you because that they have to navigate a new world. Absolutely. So it's like almost like a give and take. Absolutely. Like we need. We would rather have you near us. You can help us navigate. I have actually bought a house five minutes away from home, yeah, so correct. I can that's walk, happened, right? So that's that's the only sort of independence needed, right? It's, yeah. it's not that you have to leave it. It's just that uh, we also learn. I think when you become independent, you learn a lot of other skills, like basic skills to manage a house. Yeah. 
right pani nahi aa raha kaam wala nahi hai ye wo so stuff like so that also instills a little bit of kind of skill set in your basic nature uh, as as a person i think that's what i feel personally but they would be <laughs> very happy if i got married and moved uh, out then their job is done then their job is done right? i'm like it's one and the same thing yeah. <laughs> you, you got married and moved out yeah 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 that's done that's still okay that's still okay yeah. but yeah, being 5 minutes away see i'm saying that is also but that is what we santosh coined it na modernity is equal to negotiated tradition ne- ne- exactly <laughs> negotiated i think that's the big thing that's happening and i'm saying it's a great thing that it's not breaking it's just getting negotiated but then he will be uh, how much independence will he give to his children they are all in born yeah, in a certain my life is still pending but yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm actually yet to get married also but yeah i i do have a girlfriend and uh, i've moved out like that but uh, hmm. Yeah, but that that acceptance was also not there. But the fact that okay, finally the boy has agreed to get married and now he wants a life, that is fine. Mm-hmm. But when I wanted to move out alone, that is a big no-no. Yeah, I can. No, but it's a <laughs> given. Like we can we be like the Western countries? We cannot, and there's no need to be. We are the way we are. I think yeah. that's the unique thing about India. We yeah, are this, like this only, yeah. right? <laughs> this move seemed very pioneering, and also, but I'm just moving out of my house, yeah. you know, so it's it's okay. It's not. ियलिंगलिंगलिंगलिंगलिंगलिंगलिंगलिंगलिंगलिंगलिंगलिंगलिंगलिंगलिंगलिंगलिंगलिंगलिंगलिंगलिंगलिंगलिंगलिंगलि
But it, your, 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 the right side of the brain, your business is right side of the brain, everything is right side. Well, some decisions have to be uh, but that's very okay. not. <laughs> you, you ask the Bhagwanji next to you, he'll give you no. an answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No sir, we want, to, we want to know more about your stories probably. Uh, something, what, what is that one story that has always uh, been by your side when you were building uh, what, what you built, the empire? No, my, our story is, is quite uh, documented, quite well known. So. I think it's a journey, it's an era which is different. It was a very different era. I think the consumption uh, was just happening. People were willing to spend money. And I, I think what we did was creating categories in a big way, what you are doing in a particular way. So every category which we worked on, we worked on creating a category, whether it was uh, in fashion, whether it was in beauty, whether it was in any other. Lot of people who came to our stores were, were using that category for the first time. And they were, they were Kishore, what, I, what I found unique when I met some of people in your team was that you tried to transfer ownership, that karta thing, right? Maybe you should talk about that because I don't know whether it worked out or not. But the whole, one of the biggest challenges that's been happening in management is that how do you get ownership in the team, right? So they take it over and they execute as if it's their own. And you tried many experiments on that front, right? In organization design. So, we used to do that uh, for our stores. Haan. Every store, we used to create something called a karta ceremony. And hmm. we used to hand over the keys to him and the business plan to him. And we did a ceremony along with his family and along with the entire staff. So, that we are giving the entire responsibility of the store to you. So, you are responsible for all the people working here, to your customers. The keys are with you and you are responsible for the balance sheet. and the, Not the balance sheet, but the p &L of this store. And that instilled a lot of confidence in that team and I think we had a retention rate of our store managers were very very low very very low and people used to like uh, drive business like crazy yeah. but and what I think, drove I think you that... to, to, the, to the years like that one sentiment there was an ambition was it... I think joy of creation it's crazy ask him uh, he comes from a very banking background and from there to creating something yeah. I think that joy so can be rigid, that joy can corporate be, structure to create that joy something. can be unparalleled ask yeah, him he yeah, has created yeah. something you have created something so yeah. I think that joy is unbelievable yeah, yeah that joy is beautiful hmm. when you create something and which people millions enjoy you it's like your child yeah yeah, that rush, that adrenaline yeah, that, that has you up. <laughs> and that's what entrepreneurship day. is all about. Yeah. And that's the whole idea of entrepreneurship in a way that uh, how can we create more entrepreneurs in this country? Because the education system doesn't teach you to be an entrepreneur. Not at all. And the education system, how relevant it is today in the age of AI. It's becoming increasingly every... irrelevant actually. Increasingly irrelevant. How, so, how did you go from an HCL salesman to what you're doing today? I mean, that's a, that's a major shift, right? Somebody... So I, I just, I just decided to be doing something new all the time, that's all. So I moved from technology to media, in media I moved from music to television to film. So I just kept on saying, okay, whatever is new, I can't do the same thing again. That's the only thing. So I have to keep on trying and, and always been largely in early stage of startup businesses, whatever starting new. So somehow that's the, it's like a joy of building actually, not creation probably, I'm not responsible for creating too many things. But I call myself the midwife, so I would be the, <laughs> I would get the baby kissy or but I would build it from from the bottom up, and that building and the mistakes you make and the and this whole job of really transferring ownership, I call management that only. How do you find a way to instill pride of the job in other people, and so they start doing it as if it's their own, and then then you I mean delegation is a very 
weird weird word actually it's actually transfer of ownership so right? we also worked on some, we created a position called a chief belief officer in the organization and that was also very interesting because mm-hmm. we again uh, this whole the theme also is around the beliefs in a way that Correct. how and we said that beliefs will shape behavior and behavior will shape the outcomes right and if the beliefs which you create beliefs are created by the mythologies the stories the rituals and what you see the education system people around you and then it result into your behavioral thing whatever the, your personality is and that will determine the outcome of what you do yeah. so he comes from a very interesting background so iit firstly yeah. then uh, into banking and uh, he has seen partition so if you look at di- dissecting uh, after your story yeah, yeah. his belief systems has resulted into outcome which is a creating a very great organization right and a perfect organization who is not bothered about anything which is happening around you yeah. so his focus and concentration is so heavy i have not met anybody till date who okay. is there are very few people i have met who would be as focused as what manish would be fantastic showing <laughs> up in the work outcome is showing <laughs> yeah the out, his belief his belief and behavior is relating into the outcome yeah. i think certainly there will be some beliefs about him and that's what his behavior i am loving his behavior eh? <laughs> <laughs> i i love his independence i love his white shirt <laughs> i love his tone jeans and his sneakers which are yeah. the latest thing in fashion yes must be what uh, on a resale value it will be 25 30000 now or a like close to that. i i only wear things because i i like them <laughs> not to show off so i'm not bothered about what the resale value is i would like to enjoy what i'm wearing here that's and how i see it is a very independent so her belief system has shaped her independence correct But although from coming from a such a religious family and parents and being independent i, I think is a story by itself yeah so tell us tell us something more about uh, how how you started uh, in the initial stages yeah. right uh, it was just a camera and i used to go around asking people like tell me your story and i used to literally be like i'm i'm from college so for a college project was nobody in bombay if you stop somebody it's like you're asking them for their lung like yeah. it, they don't want to stop so uh, uh, but my first shoot was on marine drive and uh, this one woman spoke to me for like 45 minutes to an hour and just met and i couldn't understand how uh, you can share you so much you just bumped into her on no, the no she was sitting on that uh, on the parapet and i yeah. went and said you know you mind chatting with me for college and then she really started talking to me she she just lost that's her that's amazing <laughs> yeah she just lost no, no, her in, husband we should run a home shopping channel and then we discovered that people would call up randomly and talk for 25 minutes with no intention to order somebody said <laughs> to talk to them yeah. arish there was a person who used to come to one of our stores in vasant kunj who used to come every day Uh, to talk to sales staff and distribute some sweets every okay, day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> because he said i'm old man i have nobody my my yeah. children have gone abroad and this store is my family and uh-huh. there are so many stories like this in the stores yeah. Yeah. it's that sense of being heard you heard. know yeah yeah no, i'm saying that's the that's the reality yeah, somebody, somebody there to, to listen yeah, to, to talk yeah to listen yeah and she spoke to me for 45 minutes and she spoke to me she just lost her husband so she had to go back into work and take care of her kids and i was like i can't believe she just told me all this in mm-hmm. randomly on the street Uh, so then I started writing. I published on Facebook, and uh, it just took off. It really took off. And then uh, you know, you were mentioning brand, and you can't you can't tell what it is about certain brands, but it's it's a feeling. It it gives you a very distinct feeling of like warmth or comfort. Um, so I met this uh, person very early on in my career, and he told me that you know I love humans of Bombay, and he was um, I didn't expect him to read. my content because i thought it's mainly youth oriented but he said i love your content i'll tell you why uh in india we had we had this very unique system growing up when he was growing up saying that 
uh, you know, we used to live in these houses which were very cramped together, but all our doors used to be open. And there were always kids running around and uh, somebody would borrow something or somebody's Correct. made something, they would go and give it to somebody else. That is the, the fabric of what Indian society is built on. You've brought that front porch back. Because in today's world of isolation, where increasingly you shut off yourself to neighbors, you shut off yourself to conversation because you're on your phone, you're doing things. It's so important to have that encounter with people you don't necessarily know. And that actually still drives me till today. What he told me ten, like nine years ago that you brought the front porch back. It's a feeling of... That's and it's scarcity drove it up by the way, mm. scarcity. Because yeah. in a building of let's say 10, 15 flats, one person would get one phone. No, no, similar. Yeah. So everybody's going to the house. Their door has to be left open. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same, same with the dating. Now, now if you go and approach somebody, mm. they, they get uh, it's shocked. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they, they just get taken up. Okay, if you want to date me, probably go on the app and see yeah. if I'm there or not. Yeah. Why would you want to approach me? Whereas that wow. has... Come on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you cannot approach a lady. So, so, how did you meet your girlfriend? Yeah? No, it was a friend of a friend set, uh, you know, set us up. I am disabled that way to go and approach somebody <laughs> in public and then getting rejected openly and getting probably even shouted at for so something. So, you got, you got the first... Uh, Here also you got one out of one, right? No, no, not really. (laughs) (laughs) Skim through a lot. I think people skim through me a lot, I think. (laughs) So interesting. So what, uh, how how do we grow entrepreneurship in this country? That's the subject here. You know, maybe I have a slightly different question. Uh, How do we build like mega large companies in India? Uh, Like maybe... Let me put a threshold, 200 billion dollars. I, I have a view on this, uh, Manish. Uh, right. I, I, like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, you very interesting. When I was growing up, I used to feel Tata's can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like TCS, okay, we can do it, But now I feel like, why can't we dream as large as what somebody else can dream? I have a view on this. Firstly, hmm. it has to be a part of the new economy. Hmm. It can't be a commodity play. Hmm. India is still a commodity play in terms hmm. of larger industries. And thirdly, capital only can get capital now in this new world. So, the large capital which you need. And India may have category or thought play of value-added production, economy, originality, like Apple hmm. or, a, or the larger companies, Microsoft or Lelo. Whether we are participating in the AI world hmm. of the world, we are not there. Hmm. We are still... We think too small here. Mm. We are still a coolie economy in terms of technology. Mm. There are there are there are some econo- there are some products which have come out of age uh, in the size side. There are a lot of new emerging companies on the content side, which is quite interesting. There are a lot of new commerce and brands which are evolving, but this won't take us there. Yeah, this won't take us there. So what we need is something very original thinking. Mm. Or India, my original thinking is zero. Hai. Mm. I'm making this statement with a lot of confidence. Ke mm. She followed American model, the face of New York. She bought it in India. It works for a city like Bombay. Our inspiration, our brand inspiration of how to build brands is from the West. The shows they did were all copies of the shows which were made there. And to a certain extent, beauty is also not an Indian creation. Our sense mm. of beauty is very, very different than mm. the Western sense of beauty. So, unless we are not originals in thinking mm. and we can convince the consumers or the audience in a bigger way, mm. we will not be able to create an Indian company which can be valued at that kind of level. That's mm. my personal thinking. But why not build for the world? You can build for the world provided you are original thinker in every uh, which way. Sure. Sure. Yeah, but build what for the world? I think remember that one of the, we have so, I think see, 
you can't wish away history there is a certain history that has brought us to this point and there are certain set of constraints that we work with hmm. and those constraints i don't think anybody can i mean really need master moves to be made in fact for example look at it india could be the hottest tourist destination in the world yeah oh. simply i mean there's no other word it will be on the bucket list of 90% of the world that ek india mein trip karna hai if you want to if you have the will look at the infrastructure we have created for tourists to come you can completely transform our economy if you start saying okay we want to be the biggest tourist destination world you no, have the temples no we have the infrastructure we getting built very no, no it's getting built but i'm saying the whole mindset that this industry is for the next 10 years we're going to build up half a trillion dollar economy out of tourism hmm. that decision making is not something it's a accident of history it will happen in some non straight line and maybe we'll arrive it instead of in 10 years we'll arrive it in 25 years hmm. but i'm saying that's that's where the constraint is that we are we are we are driven by so many agendas that are conflicting you're saying lack of focus lack of focus also because many pulls hmm. and pushes na, in the system there is a cost to being running in a democratically bureaucratically driven system but that manish i am very hopeful that uh, i i see lot of uh, emerging people from the smaller towns who are thinking very originally tell me some stories if you look at all the people like uh, if you look at the people who build uh, the companies of today which mm. are reasonably good companies mm. i would say and i don't know whether they can become 200 billion or not mm. whether it's a paytm where he comes from a mm. small place in aligarh mm. whether it's a misho he comes mm. from mirat mm. so these small towns are creating entrepreneurs which are quite interesting that's the way i'm looking at them and finding them quite interesting but they still went to delhi but and theek hai na but yeah. kidhar bhi abhi abhi naya infrastructure shehron mein like udaipur mein people are, i met a entrepreneur in udaipur itna bada setup on furniture manufacturing they are put in mm. it was very fascinating oh. mm. so there are a lot of small towns mein lot of entrepreneurs emerging and they want to live there they want to build businesses there and they are very successful that's how us also built in a way mm. that every town created certain businesses hmm. i think india may it's happening now there will be a rajkot there will be a surat there will be amdavad there will be entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs which are emerging here and do you know do you, do you think there is role of education in uh, in this like in us you know you see california producing entrepreneurs and then there is a university ecosystem that supports it bombay mein iit bombay hai but hum bombay mein kuch high tech nahi karte hain you know uh, like I, i would say everything is happening in this country in some form kab ye explode hoga kya cheez badegi nahi nahi banegi nobody knows mm-hmm. do, you, do you do you believe uh, that when you start in india you are limited by the border itself but when you do in india you can't really build for the world by default is 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 that true by any but aisa aisa koi nahi hota jo chalu karta hai ki mereko world ke liye banana hai they start which can go to the world yeah mm-hmm. no but i think ek aur cheez ho jati hai that इंडिया में इतना कॉम्प्लेक्सिटी ऑपरेशन कर दैट इफ यू डू इंडिया देन यू एंड अप फोकसिंग ऑन इंडिया और इफ यू डू लाइक वाधम टीज दिस गाइस हैव गॉन एंड सोल्ड स्टफ एब्रॉड और सॉफ्टवेयर कंपनी देन यू आर सेइंग बॉस आई डोंट वांट टू बिल्ड फॉर इंडिया लेट मी बिल्ड फॉर द वर्ल्ड बिकॉज़ द इकोनॉमिक्स आर ओनली वेरी डिफरेंट एक्चुअली देयर आर वेरी फ्यू कंपनीज दैट आर डूइंग इंडिया एंड ग्लोबल इजीली वेरी फ्यू आई मीन देयर विल बी एग्जांपल बट आई एम सेइंग लार्जली यू आइदर एंड अप सेइंग ओके लेट मी गेट द डॉलर इनकम एंड लेट मी हैव दैट हाई मार्जिन स्ट्रक्चर एंड फाइट इन द फॉरेन मार्केट्स और let me do the indian market right very difficult to do both okay. uh, i would say because the complexities are very different i mean there's no the margin structures the cost structures are all different okay. so you're really finding a but you see company if you look at large company we look at the airline space now indian aviation again is mm. going to become a huge huge opportunity setting there you will see two three large companies come out of there tourism is a massive sector to play out 
I think infrastructure building, we are still just at the beginning of it. So I think we have a long way to go in terms of building large companies. I think his kick is how can we create a two trillion dollar or three trillion dollar market cap company? Yeah. Two hundred billion. I'm saying our banks are headed there, but yeah, mm-hmm. they are doing a fantastic job. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, so, but you still have to build for the world, right? Yeah. Without that, I don't think just no, limited no, banks. No, no, no. India ke liye banana ke India ke liye banana. Nee, but if you say that then you are dealing in sort of commodities. Then you're not. No, but India is so underfinanced. Like he had to start financing on his own. See, I think at some level, you know, again, big moves have to be made. Suppose we do a massive housing push over the next decade. The whole consumption pattern of the economy will change. Suppose you drop, and I'm saying this is sounds crazy. Suppose you drop housing loan interest rate to two percent for next five years. What will happen? You just you put that stimulus. When you buy a house, you buy a car, you buy a television, you buy white goods. The whole industry gets sorted out. So some of these moves, which is which are not possible. These are all mm. idealistic thinking, mm. and I'm sure economists will laugh at it. But there is an injection that's needed to because economy normally jump orbits. This mm. otherwise the move is very slow. You know when you jump an orbit, you jump from two thousand dollars to five thousand dollars. That jump is done by stimulation of the economy only. That's mm. unfortunately there's no other way to do it. But but uh, should we look at the development in only in numerical or dollar terms or in uh, what do you call rupee terms or in money terms or should we look at the happiness terms or other terms also? We are creating no, a great infrastructure. You find that you, I think I think. As long as people's daily needs are met, I mean, we we have a lot of Indians who are suffering. We don't see them, we don't connect with their suffering. Actually, we see them in Bombay. Actually, it's a big melting pot. You can be in some other cities in India, not we live in the high rises next to the chawls, but we are largely insensitive to it, unfortunately. So, but I'm saying if the if the basic, uh, let's say, income starts going up, and they can afford a few things in life, you will find the happiness thing to go up naturally because. Just suffering in the train, making a train trip in Bombay twice a day. I mean, we are not able to imagine the kind of uh, hardship that people are going through. To there's work. one boy, 21 year old, in my office who comes by train every day. He travels two hours, and he every other day must have done it today also. I mean, actually not working. Takes a video of people entering and leaving the train and just posts it. Yeah. And he never gets the train. He literally he can't. So he has to wait for the next train to come because it's an everyday thing. So I think we don't. We, I think we are. Hanging. I think the reality is that we are so privileged. We are yeah. sitting here doing this discussion. Yeah. I don't think we are. I mean, I think we should be extremely grateful first that we are here, and extremely generous as well as we treat people around us because people have hard times. It's, yeah. it's not easy to be an Indian and not have a if you're not getting a great income. It's tough. So at Purple, one of the philosophies we had very early on is that we distributed our ESOPs quite widely to the extent that uh, you know our didis in the pantry and our janitor all have ESOPs at Purple. They don't know mm. what it means, mm. but okay. uh, they've been with us for seven, eight years now. I mean, uh, we've had people uh, like there was a girl who used to travel from Baikala to Ghatkopar. Her father has been bedridden for 10 years. Um, now she's just gotten married, so she's moved to a new house. But till today, she travels like one hour, one way. And then, so when I'm, many days I'm leaving from office, I'll say, okay, I'll drop you till the station. She has ESOP. So look, in some ways, I would say, I would say more than, I mean, our, we employ only eight, 900 people today. But I think 
almost 4-500 of them have had ESOPs at any given point in time and some of them have encashed it at some point in time, bought houses in Bombay. Uh, many more still have vested ESOPs which you, you know, know. I'm in fact saying that the people listening to this podcast uh, probably don't know how privileged they are or don't yes. realize it yeah. as much. Yeah. 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 yeah sure. And then they would rather and they would buy spend five thousand rupees on a meal but negotiate with the household. Yes. Right? Yeah. So that's the challenge. Yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. I mean penny wise powerful if, if people are watching sometimes. no it's not penny wise powerful. It's just that we are insensitive. Yeah, Unfortunately yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the way it's become. Yeah. We are insensitive to the situation. I mean somebody taking a two hour train Bombay back and forth. I mean I've done it when I when I was uh, when I started my I career. think it's damn hard. Just keeping my shirt in shape to yes. that I can attend the meeting yeah. I have to hang out with just one half of my foot on the train. Because if you go inside you all get crumpled, yeah. right? Yeah. So you, We've done that and it's become tougher since then. This is, I'm talking 20, 30 years ago. Today is much tougher. It's not become better. Just yeah. realize that. That in 30 years, the commute of a person in Bombay has become worse, not better. Yeah. So, Karishma, what is the, we conclude this by asking you that, uh, what is that you have unlearned or learned today something oh, wow. which you can tell us? <laughs> I've learned a lot. I, I have learned listening. a lot from your independence here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned a lot. I was listening when these conversations were going because it's not directly relevant to what I'm doing. Uh, but I think unlearned is, um, I, I, I think the one thing I learned is to be, I'm going to try to be more structured. Manish, like I'm going to try because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like that. I'm very like, you know, free flowing. But that's like okay we, to be a right yeah. Yeah. being free. Yeah. Don't be somebody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I've learned um, or unlearned quite a bit about, uh, you know, how things are done. Uh, like, you know, you have a certain perception of, you know, this is the way to get there. It's not, it's not necessarily that. Um, maybe just, I don't know, like, I think that it, it, I learned more than I... I, I but that's I, the same I, thing. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's the new way of saying something. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think when you have a... Uh, a different kind of an opinion from yours, you always take away. And mm -hmm. I think that's what's happening today yeah. with, with, with all of you, right? There's, a, there's small things that I felt a certain way have, have given me a, a sense of light probably could also expand of how I think of things, right? Think of things from a you know, perspective of creating a $2 billion versus giving ESOPs to yeah. uh, the in your pantry towards you know, how a person can go from a salesman to doing what he's doing you trying to tell us uh, how a 40-50 year legacy can be built in the future in a, in a shorter period of time, understanding the consumers, you to making sure that content uh, is also the key because we have to educate people, um, uh, not only that they're privileged, but also how can you educate more to probably grow everything around us. And I think uh, that's, that's a great learning and learning kind of a process that I've had today. Manish? You know, I think my big learning is I think it's important for people to be heard you know mm. like I think it's something that I've not been great at so mm. it's something that I'm going to implement uh, and I think meeting you always is quite kick-ass because mm. I get to learn different parts of India better than yeah. you know anybody else probably knows so um, you know what happens in Mysore and what happens in Guwahati and all of and what happens in Patna, you know, a lot of that stuff. In my view, I think I just uh, I just enjoy. Um, I will soon make a trip to these places to see it on my own. Uh, you know, I think there is just lots to learn, and I'm thank you. Uh, you know, I think this has been a fascinating conversation.
Yeah, I Harish. learned that I was from the Singapore section. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you are the, uh, among the 60 by 70 lakh people yeah. in this country. Yeah. Yeah. Harish, you are Sarva Gyani, Sarva Sampoorno. I am just learning. I mean, what I can see is that, you know, experience matters less in the new world than energy. Absolutely. I think yeah. that's the big difference. I, I think that's the big one, yeah. Uh, for me, you know, just seeing younger people here who have, you know, you ha less experience actually somewhat better. I think we've been, we have in our head a vision yeah. of the world that's <laughs> the past actually. You have the vision of the future and you have energy. I think that's the, so we… But we, how is the combination of wisdom and energy which works? I try to, when we look at uh, the guest to call in a podcast like this, we try to balance the wisdom and energy together. Correct. Uh, I believe that combination works unbelievably well. But who does not listen to wisdom? They will do it energy. They will do it. They will do it. When you tell them, don't make this mistake. No, no. We want to learn on our own. So, there is no question of that. That's a LinkedIn post on the learnings. No, but I think it's all about having had we, for us, learning was through, for me, every learning was through a book or a cinema. Correct. There was no other learning methods. And uh, when I started looking at podcast and the kind of uh, influence it has, this is a new learning method now. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, if, uh, if I think meeting the younger generation, my uh, selfish interest is I'm getting relevant. Correct. I think I'm getting relevant. <laughs> I don't know whether I'm getting relevant or not. And I think every entrepreneur has a story to tell. Absolutely. Everyone, and that's a, always a unique story. Yeah. And you will always find a pattern which is very, very different. And what are your key learnings from cinema? I, everything. Everything. I, I love. Give uh, us top two. So, top Abhi, two. latest, I will tell you, like Rocky, if you look at that movie, uh. that has been loved by Singapore, uh. the way I define Singapore and Poland. And whether Mexico has liked it, I'm not so sure. But Baki Dunya ko koi matlab in your movie ka. If you look at Gadar 2, uh. That's Sub-Saharan, hmm. the rest of India. Yeah. It's done phenomenally well. The, unka behavior, unka jo, the way they've enjoyed that movie is unbelievable. Yeah. So, every, uh, every cinema has something, the target um, segment of the market which they create, the kind of characters they build. And who the, the hero is? Will relate and to, what to kind of hero do they Characters have? will relate to whom? Every hmm. movie is made with a lot of depth and understanding. Hmm. And that's real consumer or category creation idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, every cinema will tell you something. We, we followed a movie called Dil Chata. I have spoken earlier also in an episode and wherever it did well, we yeah. opened our pantaloon store there because that was the first multiplex city-oriented movie of French which was made. Yes. Yeah. Which so was made in this country. That's, that's so that's so movies, point, yeah. movies will so tell you so much, much. you can't yeah. imagine. Yeah. And India, may, how, how do you learn? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the best, uh, other thing which people understand, the, the caste, the community, the systems, uh, the income level, the politician understands is better than yeah. we all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cinema makers, the lyricists understand the pulse of India, what words they like. So the content creators will understand. They'll come to know instantly once you create something, how many people have liked it. So yeah. they, and this is the era where you can know much faster. Your data tells you everything, and data has no emotions. Hmm. We were all in a business where we used to be used driven to by the emotions, emotions out of everything. Or yeah. hmm. our biggest problem in life is how do you remove emotion out of business? As only member I have met somebody who has no emotions and you are totally data oriented. No emotion, less emotion in terms of business. 
हम लोग बिजनेस में इमोशंस बहुत लेके आए इसके भी है गुजराती लोगों के भी बहुत होते हैं नो नो बट आई आई हैव स्टेड अवे फ्रॉम द मेटलिस बेनिक इंप्लीमेंटेशन ऑफ ही इज ऑन माय साइड ही इज ऑन योर साइड एवरीबॉडी इज गोइंग टू टर्न टू योर साइड डेटा इसके लिए बोला ना हम लोग का तो जमाना गया है ओए बोला हमारे बाल अभी यू टू गिव अस हेयर डाई बट या एक्सपीरियंस आई थिंक द एनर्जी इज व्हाट एंड एंड दैट्स फैसिनेटिंग टू सी इन सो मेनी यंग पीपल इन इंडिया इट्स जस्ट इट्स जस्ट autobiographies. I think uh, that time it was Malcolm Gladwell, good to great. Mm. Oh, sab badne ka tha. I think zero to one inspired me a lot. Mm. Wonderful. That was a crazy book. Yeah. So monopolization. Uh, right now I mm. moved to uh, the current book I'm reading is the. It's a small book on philosophy. I'm reading about all the philosophers of the world. Yeah, nice. And what is their philosophy about? Nice. Have you written any? Yes. I have written a book long yeah, time ago. Yeah, I have written a no. book. I have made movies and I am doing podcasts. <laughs> I learned India one, India two, India three from that book only. Okay, yeah, so India. So any any concluding statements, Harish? No, I mean, I mean nothing that I have to add except the fact that it's just fantastic to be here with these young people who are changing India, and you know, it's just just we are observers now. We are yeah. not players anymore. Empire, mm. थोड़ा बहुत काम दे देगा कोई, but mm. these are the न्यू बैट्समैन बोलर्स इज इज अ बीच वाले बैटिंग वाले इंस्पायर मधुबाला दीपिका पाडुकोन इज आउट like absolutely like she is epitome you have to you have to understand madhubala ask yeah. him yeah i mean his favorite is something else which i can't yeah. say yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but i think i'm i i i think uh, the emotion of passion is quite high like i think i think we are constraining ourselves we are restraining ourselves in terms of achieving our dreams i think there is lot more to do there is uh, so much that we You know, just our condition to saying, "Ye to koi aur hi kar sakta hai, ye ham nahi kar sakte." I think all that stuff needs to change soon, and I think people need to take more risk, and they need to be backed with saying, "You know, it's okay. We get if we Fear lose. Fear of failure, as we talk if, about. It's it, okay, you know? we fail, but uh, but I think it's very hard because I don't know what wiring it takes. You know, like no, uh, going back to the fear of failure. Like I've been going through a sense of failure in a way, and but. Uh, I've been lucky that uh, that's not been highlighted as much as the successes you've achieved. Hmm. So no, there, is a, there is a difference between execution failure and creation failure. Creation no, no, it's not only a business is business anyway. Yeah. That's but the the way people are looking at failure is also I think change, changing. Change. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's changing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, of course. For me, I think uh, being less sort of philosophical and more candid, Dinesh <laughs> Ringaras. 
I have had my time with the men in their beards. I really had to move to a beauty. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot take it anymore with the content creation of men and their tattoos. It's not happening. I had to men go to like office and feel good about so looking at beautiful faces. His is Deepika Padukone. His is uh, we can't say and uh, uh, <laughs> my my is I think Alia Bhatt. Alia uh, Bhatt and and Gal Gadot. Wow. Gal Gadot. Okay. Uh, okay. Very interesting. What about you? You're the finale for us now. Again, it's it's passion. I'm just very passionate about telling stories, and I think that stories make a difference. Like we've received so many thousands of people who have reached out uh, to us over the years, that saying that, you know, I read that person's story, and I've got the courage to make a difference. Like, and it's a very serious situation. So, which are the stories which inspire you the most? Not all the rasas. Like there is a navrasa, there is yeah. a viras, yeah. there is a shingaras. So these are I can convert them into English and also talk, but. Uh, okay. Yeah, because uh, I don't know what uh, this. <laughs> Rasmin's emotions of human beings. Yeah. So somebody has a story of valor or uh, yeah. victory. Yeah. Somebody has a story of beauty. Somebody has a story of humor. Hmm. Somebody has a story of uh, bhakti. So I'll I'll tell you one story in particular, and then you can infer what about that story because even I don't know. Uh, so there was this man called Ali Bhatt uh, who was wrongfully imprisoned for twenty three years of his life, uh, and it was a crime that he had not committed, and he kept. Constantly saying that it's a crime of murder, and then he was released from jail uh, without a single rupee in compensation for the 23 years oh. that he lost in jail. Um, we interviewed him, and uh, we put out a simple crowdfunding link saying that, look, this is his story. This is what he's been through, and we want to raise 23 lakh for the 23 years that he spent in jail. Uh, over 12 hours, we raised that entire amount wow. Wow. from India, Amazing. from place like India. And we we it reached 25, 26, and then we had to shut the shut the link. Um, I got on call, a video call with him to tell him that this is what has happened. You know, like you're not alone. And he just started crying, and he said the first thing he said to me is, you know, the world is not bad. Yeah. The world is inherently kind. And that's somebody who's mm. been through 23 years of torture in jail for something that he just did not commit. And that story, every time I feel like you know, there's it's a it's a bad time or it's a bad phase. I think about the resilience of somebody who was put in that situation can still have that emotion. So, no, stories a, like this. It's a fantastic. wonderful story. Yeah, yeah. 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 very interesting. Yeah. That's like yeah. a perfect climax to a good conversation. So, great. Yeah. We all enjoyed this conversation. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for getting us all together. Yeah. Yes, Thank you. Please. Thank you very much. <laughs> you have the power to create your own brand just by having a cell phone. I have a very simple thesis. Don't talk to too many people. Just jump. As an entrepreneur, you have to avoid noise. From a central idea being perfect, you know, 20 things right is how a business becomes successful. It made me realize that if I don't do this, I cannot stay where I have got down to today. And I have to bring that back, not only for myself, but this is on my shoulders to bring it back for my family. For me, creation was a big thing. Mm. And consumers accepting it, millions of people liking it, was a much bigger kick of life than doing one thing and perfecting it, perfecting it, perfecting it. I was not made that way. Mm.